perhaps the most widely practiced art form several decades ago, and now making a surprising comeback and hopefully inspiring a new generation of music lovers. Help me to create the ultimate music compilation. Share your recommendation on the theme, get involved, get mentioned, and get listed. Hi, my name is Isat Haaskar, and welcome to Build My Mixtape. And we are in season number two, so that means the second mixtape, and I'm collecting recommendations for the theme time and you can still do your recommendations this week but certainly i think by this weekend i'm going to start compiling the second mixtape so that's going to be extremely exciting so in order to uh, give your recommendations you can basically send an email to buildmymixtape at gmail.com but if you have facebook go to my facebook page that is facebook.com slash buildmymixtape and then you will see how you can add your recommendation it's very simple not too overcomplicated what i want to talk about today is about the compact disc and our really uh, um, a focus on moving away from anything analog and certainly in the early 80s digital was the new thing and the way forward in such a way that in the 1980s I was really convinced that the CD would be the last type of way of formats how to um, store music. No idea, of course, that uh, a few decades later we are streaming everything, <laughs> which is a kind of a surprise. So, you know, now you start to think, well, streaming music is the is the ultimate way. But who knows, you know, about 10, 20 years from now, music is uh, consumed in a totally different way we have no clue but at the early 80s uh, I must confess we were quite lucky because my dad was working at Philips and I think it's quite common in you know consumer electronic uh, companies that their employees get some stuff at home to try things out and we had a CD player uh, before it was commercially launched and we just had a handful of CDs. Uh, I can remember that there was one uh, of Elton John that we were playing a lot. And the lovely thing about that is that the CDs that they were making at the time are slightly different to the CDs that you see now because they were thicker. Because one of the selling points at the early stage of the introduction of the CD is that uh, you can scratch it as much as you want, the music will still be there. And Obviously, we know that that is not really true. At least the CDs that are manufactured now are not of the same quality, as I dare to say, as the ones that they were used when they were uh, still prototyping and maybe the first releases of CDs that uh, were brought into the market. Now, at that time, you uh, had vinyl records, of course, and... What you tend to see is that the quality of the vinyl records were not really that good. Um, to such an extent that uh, they were sometimes manufacturing uh, vinyl records on the cheap. And by saying that, I mean the weight of the vinyl record. Because nowadays, when you buy new vinyl, it is at least 140 grams, but normally 180 grams or sometimes 200 grams, and maybe in some cases even heavier than that. 
Now, I'm not an expert, but the thicker the vinyl, just the more weight, the thicker the vinyl is. But also, when you, the thicker the vinyl, the deeper the grooves you can make. And I think that the quality of the vinyl, of the, of the, the listening experience, is improved uh, the deeper the grooves can uh, be. Of again, I'm I'm not the expert, but somebody told me this, and I, it sounded very very plausible. Now, at the uh, introduction of the compact disc, most of the vinyl records were of questionable weight, so you can hold it between your hands and you can wiggle them around. You know, <laughs> this is like uh, yeah, I don't know, just like when you have a saw and and, and you start to wiggle it around, <laughs> and. That obviously is not uh, good for the quality of the music, uh, based on the theory that a friend of mine told me quite a lot of years ago. So when this compact disc came out, and then at that time, was one of their major selling points is that you can scratch it whatever you want, the music is still there. Then obviously that was a big selling point uh, compared to the uh, analog version of the vinyl or the cassette. The other thing that uh, we were focusing on a lot is uh, that you don't hear any uh, white noise, as you're going to say that. So when you've got, for instance, uh, a song by Dire Straits, when slowly the music comes up. This is the same as with Pink Floyd, when you listen to Shine On Your Crazy Diamond. Yeah, Then slowly the music comes in and you don't hear any noise except for very very on the background you see this these strings that come up and stuff like that so we were making the link between the quality of the recording with uh, it being digital you know very obvious thing to make as, as a connection and we tended to especially at the uh, in, in the 1980s we tend to focus a lot about uh, what was digital and what what was analog and they introduced this thing that's called the sparse code s-p-a-r-s and that is a, a, a free letter code and it could be either a for analog or d for digital and they were printing it a lot on um, on compact discs and um, the three letters stand for something, of course. The first letter was for uh, the type of audio recorder, which is either A for analog or D for digital. The second one was uh, how it was mixed, whether that was analog or digital. And the third letter was the mastering. And, uh, well, for vinyl records and cassette tapes, it is always analog. For the CD, it will always be digital. And um, so when you look at the sparse code on the CD that you were buying at that time, and you saw AAD, that means that the only digitization that was done was uh, during the manufacturing of it. And we tend to be quite keen on uh, buying CDs that had DDD on it. So it was uh, a digital recorder, a digital mixer, and then obviously uh, the digital manufacturing of, uh, of the compact disc. And we were very focused on that, and uh, it was like a selling point. Now, there were a lot of releases that were done with DDD, uh, just to name a few. The Scorpions had an album, Love at First Sight, so Love at First Sting, sorry, 
Love at First Thing by the Scorpions, that was DDD. Uh, Jean-Michel Jarre had the Zoo Look, uh, that was DDD. Uh, Notorious by Duran Duran, that uh, had DDD. Um, Judas Priest, uh, Queen, um, Michael Jackson's uh, release of Bad. Uh, Depeche Mode, Music for the Masses. Uh, Amy Grant, Lean Lean on Me. But uh, for me, the um, the one that was very obvious for me was the Dire Straits one. Uh, that was uh, which Dire Straits was it? Um, just looking at the list here, I can't immediately. Oh yeah, Brothers in Arms, um, which is actually quite interesting because the Brothers in Arms was sold as being uh, DDD, but it was actually DA. D. So the mixing was actually done analog. Um, <clears throat> so that that was a, a bit controversial uh, for people who are uh, very uh, dedicated in uh, knowing what the sparse code uh, should be. And you know, throughout the years, it became less important. I uh, I don't don't even notice uh, that sparse code on the. The current CD releases, I think it's not even mentioned anymore. It was not a selling point anymore, um, especially nowadays. It doesn't really matter uh, that much. But I know that in the 1980s, it was not that it was like a buying decision, but if you would have two uh, albums or two CDs in your hand that you want to buy, both from artists that you both like, um, then for me personally, if it was DDD, I would have chosen that one. You know, if, if that would be like a selection criteria, that is what I would do. Now, weirdly enough, nowadays with um, the resurgence of the vinyl records, um, people might wonder why did that happen. Now, my first vinyl record that I bought uh, since the resurgence was a uh, colored one. It was the soundtrack uh, by Vangelis for Blade Runner. And it was, uh, it is, <laughs> on a brilliant red vinyl. So what what triggered for me the, uh, the reason to start collecting again, because that was the first vinyl records that I bought since the end of the 1980s, I would imagine. Yeah, de- definitely like that. Um, and that happened about eight years ago, something like that. So it was a long period of probably about 15 to 20 years I didn't buy any vinyl. I never got rid of my vinyl collection. I always kept it, but um, I got rid of my vinyl player and stuff like that. I just kept it because, yeah, I didn't throw my vinyl collection away. Um, a lot of people did do that and they, they regret uh, doing this. Uh, luckily, I'm not one of those people. So all the, the questionable guilty pleasures that I bought when I was a teenager, I still have. Uh, the 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 reason why I started buying buying vinyl again is uh, because uh, a colleague at work was uh, telling about this uh, Facebook group that is called Super Deluxe Edition, and I've been following this guy uh, ever since, and it is really worthwhile following uh, on on Facebook. And uh, every new release that comes out that is worthwhile mentioning, he uh, he gives. Uh, he, he gives an unboxing video or whatever. So it, it is really, really very good for people who want to collect vinyl. Uh, UK based, so that's got a UK theme on it, but I live in the UK, so that's all right. And uh, so the reason why I bought that uh, that vinyl was, first of all, I love 
that soundtrack. That is one of one of the best soundtracks I think uh, that were ever made. Um, it was color vinyl, which uh, in my past I never had that much color colored vinyls. I can't even. It might have been. Well, one of the first colored vinyls that I bought. I've got so many uh, since, but uh, that made it special. And uh, the third one was because it was printed on on a hundred and eighty gram vinyl. So really, it gave uh, uh, the idea that it was good quality. And ever since I started that, then uh, I kept on buying vinyl. And uh, oh, I don't want to even count how many vinyls I've bought since. But uh, yeah, definitely. The increase of the sales of vinyl, which is uh, continuing uh, also this year. There's another article out that uh, said that this year is another record uh, related to vinyl record sales. I think it is even topping uh, any year in the as since the 1990s. So it is really a, a serious uh, uh, comeback. And even the cassettes are um, having an increase. So I think this year it's eighty-five percent more cassettes sold. And yeah, and I'm I'm buying cassettes now as well, which is not as many as vinyl records, but I do have some cassettes that I start buying, which is kind of surprising. And weirdly enough, you think about the compact disc, that is actually having a resurgence as well. And the article that I read uh, was it last week was saying that because people can't go to concerts, they still have a budget that they want to spend on music. So they, they start to spend it on vinyl, cassettes, but also compact discs. So apparently compact discs is, is selling more than the year before, which is kind of an interesting uh, uh, yeah statistic to think about. So whether or not that is uh, going to continue, I don't know. And uh, so the idea is that uh, we have to wait and see what happens after COVID, whether the the, the sales of compact disc is, is having a rebound so, or whether it, it was just because of this pandemic and whether it's then going to uh, um, decrease as it has been doing for quite some years uh, now. So that is the uh, thing that I want to share with you this week. I hope you found it interesting. Um, if you are of my age, because I'm in my 50s now, uh, you probably will remember the sparse code that was printed on the back of uh, CDs, um, on the booklet, yeah. If you are uh, a bit younger than me, you probably never heard of this sparse code before, and you think, oh, well, that's, that's odd, that's silly. But anyway, you know, you have to look at it in the context of when the CD came out and uh, why uh, people really wanted to move away from analog and and uh, embrace the digital age. I think it's also, as I said, partly because uh, the music industry became a bit lazy and uh, not investing in the quality of vinyl with the weight. But yeah, again, I said that several times already. Might be ludicrous, might actually not be true what I've been saying. So if you have a different opinion, then please let me know. But if you find this is all okay and acceptable, then I hope you continue to listen and I will be back next week.